0: You're listening to Journaling with P.T. I am your host, artist P.T. Russell. This is a podcast that highlights creative voices and emerging artists from all over the world. In today's podcast, I have the children's book author, Stephanie Parks and her wonderful fantasy novel, The Butterflies of Meadow Hill Manor. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to take a little trip to Derbyshire in England to the Butterflies of Meadow Manor and today I have my very first author and her name is Miss Stephanie Parks. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey Petey.
0: How are you my dear?
1: I'm good thank you, thanks for having me.
0: That's wonderful. And how is I'm curious about the weather all the uh, way down there?
1: Well, I'm recording this from New Zealand, so it's our summer at the moment. Um, it's 30 degrees today. It's boiling hot. <laughs>
0: oh wow, 30 degrees Celsius, so that's yeah, that's somewhere about 80 something.
1: Yeah, Fahrenheit,
0: yeah. Fahrenheit for the, for the Westerners. So that's uh, wow. That is pretty warm. And uh typically, what's in season uh there in new-, new Zealand this time of year?
1: um oh, it does get pretty hot this time of mm-hmm. year, so yeah we would we'd normally be high twenties around now. It's pretty typical
0: okay, and w- what about in, in terms of fruits or, or I'm just curious about the fruits, vegetables, anything like that in particular that's in season right now there that's uh maybe oh, something God. different, yeah that we would yeah, have you're
1: testing my knowledge now. I know that um we have a really cool berry here called a boysenberry, berry. Um mm. but I don't actually know when it comes into season, which is terrible of me. But um no, no, no. that's very popular here. Oh, and the golden kiwi fruit of course.
0: Oh wow. That's that's great. That is great. So what uh was there a significant adjustment period for you in the adaptation between there and England or
1: yeah, um, probably the biggest change is the seasons, because they're all mm-hmm. back to front. I'm used to it being very cold right now in the UK, um, with it being January, and I find having a really hot Christmas day very strange. It's still, I've been here a few years now, but it's its still very strange to me that it's hot on Christmas day.
0: <laughs> Not warm,
1: hot. Hot, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. sometimes warm, but um, well, the Kiwis will often say, oh, it's a bit cool today, but it'll be kind of high teens like 20 yeah so to me it's really hot
0: (laughs) oh wow yeah it definitely definitely is warm and here in Canada we have well the weather is different it's cooler but it's uh warmer than usual so something's going on who knows yeah maybe some of the butterflies uh got into the (laughs) the polar (laughs) systems and uh, (laughs) who knows (laughs) Uh, so just um as an introduction, please share a little more about yourself for our listeners who are not familiar with the Stephanie Parks.
1: Ah, oh, sure. Um, so as you said, my name is Stephanie. Um, and by trade, I'm actually a teacher. I was a primary school teacher um, specializing um, in working with children with special needs, so children with autism or ADHD or some sort of intellectual disability. Um, Outside of that, though, I love to write, I love to read and write fantasy books. Um, And I particularly enjoy reading middle grade, um, sorry, writing middle grade and young adult fantasy. Um, So my most recent book, uh, my first book, actually, that um, has just been published is The Butterflies of Meadowhill Manor, um, and that's aimed at eight to 12 year olds. That's a fantasy book. it's a sort of magical discovery book um, with sort of themes of um, friendship and healing. I'd say, yes,
0: definitely. Now you have me in a loop because I didn't know this about you—about you teaching special needs children. Uh, my son is on the spectrum, so I'm an advocate for autism, and sure. yeah, and as a special place in my heart. So I just took pause just now to for uh, all those wonderful little children and grownups with who are experiencing challenges with the diagnosis. Mm. So,
1: yes, yes.
0: yes. So um, kudos to you and teachers like yourself who are involved with special education, because it's definitely something that takes special people. And I say special people within, you know, three or four asterisks in front and behind. Because yeah. it is uh it is uh it's a, a labor of love and it takes a lot more patience and you just have to be a special person to to uh to to just to to venture into that. Anyways, just had to say oh, that okay. stuff and so I, lots of admiration from me to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: That's very kind.
0: <laughs> okay, that is that is it's great it's a great piece of information thank you for sharing that Um, when did your love for writing begin
1: oh um for writing probably when I was about six years old um I would say it happened right alongside my real love for reading being discovered um I got handed um an old sort of bound green book and I think my grandmother gave it me Um, it appeared from somewhere and it had no picture on the front and no pictures inside and I remember being quite kind of intrigued um, thought it was maybe an adult's book and I started reading it and it was actually an Enid Blyton book um, and it was the children of the faraway tree which is about three children who move to the country and discover this magical forest filled with elves and fairies and all sorts and I was just hooked. Um, I was hooked on reading fantasy and I started writing probably the same week, started writing my own little stories um, and forcing my poor mum to read them all. (laughs) (laughs) So at six you were writing already? Uh, Yes yeah probably very poorly and probably with crayons but yes I was.
0: (laughs) Oh that is that's great. I know a lot of six-year-olds just learning to read and you're writing and stories already. And was you said you enjoyed the books about fairies and fantasy from just very young.
1: Yeah, yeah, from a very young age. I know, um, yeah, I lived um, with my mum in a caravan for a long time and she, she worked really hard to make sure that I could read um, before I went to school. Um, so when I started school, I kind of already had quite a bit of um reading knowledge under my belt and sort of yeah it was uh it was, it's all down to my mum, really she yeah she worked really hard to to make sure i was yeah reading widely and 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 therefore able to write i guess
0: thank you so much mum, for your contribution to yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the literary world absolutely <laughs> and without divulging too much what inspired the this narrative around the butterflies of Meadow Manor?
1: Um, well, I used so it's set in Derbyshire, um, oh, and it's set in a, a market town. Oh, um, oh
0: sorry, I, I didn't pronounce it correctly. I said what did I say Derbyshire?
1: How do you say De- it? Derbyshire, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's da- Derbyshire. If you come from Derbyshire, Derbyshire.
0: D- oh, I'm oh, not from there, so I'm okay.
1: Yeah, you're okay. You're oh. okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to say it like uh, the guys from there. <laughs> it was
1: close it was close how do you say it again how do you derbyshire derbyshire is that better derbyshire
0: yeah okay (laughs) there there we go continue sorry
1: ma'am that's okay so i grew up in derbyshire um and i lived in the little market town of belpa and it's a it's a beautiful little town um there's quite a lot of history there there's a big old mill there um And I think it's like a textile mill. Um, So there's a big river there that used to power the mill. Um, And I lived there for a little while and I lived near a nature reserve where I used to walk my dog. Um, And there were always butterflies as I'd I'd walk through the nature reserve and I'd see the butterflies. And I guess it just started with an idea, a kind of a what if, what what if these were magical? What what kind of story would that be? and I thought about it over the years, and it eventually developed into the story that it is today.
0: Wow. Yeah, that is... I read the book, okay? Thank you for letting okay. me have a sneak peek. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> and I enjoyed it. I read it to my son, as I mentioned. He is on the spectrum. He enjoyed And of course, I'm very animated, and so he's listening, and he's like, oh, the butterflies. And just looking, so he was very captivated by uh, the the butterflies. And oh. yes, so I, I do, I'm not going to give anything away, but I'll let you know that it was quite an enjoyable read. And would you mind giving us a little teaser preview, please, Stephanie?
1: Sure. Oh. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I've got a little paragraph that's from sort of near the start, not right at the start, but this is at the start of the story, okay? Okay. I dreamt of butterflies again. They were tapping against the window panes and trying to wake me. They wanted to tell me something, something important. A sudden crashing sound like the breaking of a vase woke me from the dream. With a start, I instinctively sat up and reached out to her bed. Had she woken too? My hand fell through empty space and tears threatened the corners of my eyes as my brain caught up and remembered she wasn't there. She would never be there. Just breathe, I told myself, in and out. Wow. And there you have it.
0: Wow. <laughs> and you're, <laughs> you're reading voices, yes. This pulling me in, very immersive. Uh, that's that, <laughs> my teacher that, voice <laughs> the, the teacher voice there that that's what did it that is uh yeah this uh such a visceral world of how do i describe it? unparalleled whimsy <laughs> i guess yeah. you you wrote it and such a curative manner because it's like there's something about this story and this is for those listening who would want to find the butterflies of meadow manor and have a read for themselves. There's a very therapeutic quality to this story. It's very layered. Uh, yes, it's for a certain demographic in terms of age, but I believe it's for everyone. Anyone can read this uh, story and enjoy it, not just children. I didn't think of it as a, a children or a, you know, a young adult reading. I, I enjoyed it because of the layers I think it's um at least for me was that your intention when you when you wrote the story for it to appeal to uh, uh, more of an audience or is it just targeted toward this group
1: I think if I'm honest when I when I wrote it I wrote it with children in mind but I guess there's okay. that there's that knowledge that, that mm-hmm. children at eight nine ten years old are often still being read to so you want the parents or the carers to be enjoying the story along with the children. And I think parents will understand, you know, you've talked about those layers and, and there is um, kind of an element of healing and and yeah, I guess a therapeutic mm. layer to the story too. And I think the parents will understand and access that in a, in a different way to children. Um, and yeah, I mean, thank you for your feedback. I've had lots of comments from adults who have, who have said something similar that actually, oh, I really enjoyed it. I didn't feel that it was just for children. So that's, I mean, that's lovely to hear.
0: Yes, it is true. It is, and also for me, uh, just a few things stood out, especially with the, the main character, Amy. And mm. I, you're, you're wanting to know how her journey is going to end. And, and you, you start, it, it starts a certain way. Uh, with her and you're like okay well this is i don't know this is gonna happen i'm glad we didn't linger there too long we went on but uh yeah it was that was it was interesting her journey and Mm. watching somewhat of a hero's journey unfold because of what she experienced and so that another like like i said another element to the narrative and it's just great and this just these melodic riddles interspersed throughout the story was my favorite part and I think my son also enjoyed that as well because I would always change and lilt a lot <laughs> Use the lilt or, or my uh, in, in interpretation of a lilt and and uh, the British <laughs> I won't try it here but I would read the riddle <laughs> You know, just to give him more of a, uh, I guess, that immersive experience, he found it funny anyway. And I <laughs> truly enjoyed that part of the story. Uh, and is Amy uh, influenced by anyone in particular or is it just a character you created?
1: Um, no, she, she is just a character I created for this story. So there are um, other characters that are heavily influenced by people I have known. Um, but she is heavily um not heavily um she is yeah she was created for this story um yeah
0: yeah i found yeah because she's there's a well because of her backstory uh, there is a lot going on with her but she seemed very multi-dimensional and uh like like there's more uh that perhaps a series i don't know (laughs) could be in the making you you understand where i'm going with this but uh, yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> is that a yeah, possibility
1: yeah. it is so I've I'm just mm-hmm. editing the second butterfly book now and Amy is still the main character within that story so yeah oh
0: that's good to know I, that's the plan that is excellent and did anything particular influence your writing style because I noticed there's a certain cadence to way everything's worded and or is it how, how did that unfold for you um what uh, i'm not sure what you mean the writings the the style of like uh at least i maybe it's just my perception but i've uh, in reading the story it is written a very particular way uh very poetic in its descriptions and I didn't know if that was intentional or if that's just your writing style in general.
1: Oh, okay. No, okay, I'm with you. I Mm. guess, um, yeah, without wanting to give too much away, um, yeah, there are some magical elements within the book that definitely have um, sort of rhyming poetry within them. So she Mm. finds magical items along the way and one of those helps her with those um, rhymes and sort of riddly kind of puzzles. Mm. So I think that's influenced part of the writing style. Um, it's also written in the first person, um, which I think can be a little less common nowadays, um, but I really wanted it to be focused on Amy's perspective so you get a real insight into that, that journey that she's on because um, we follow her from a, a starting place, um, which isn't the easiest starting place to read about. This is not a happy main character when we first meet her. And she kind of goes on this journey. Um, so yeah, hopefully the writing style mirrors and matches her journey through the book.
0: It does, it does, it's, cool. uh, it's beautifully written. And yeah, so I enjoyed that part of it as well. And were there any challenges for you writing for a younger audience? But, but because you're a teacher, I th- <laughs> maybe that helps, it, does that help? You yeah the I
1: think, I think so I I mean um I'm no longer in the classroom but when I was in the classroom you know story time is a huge a huge part of every day um something the children always looked forward to so I read to the children a lot um, we got through lots of books over the years um, and I think you you get a good feeling for the books that the children really enjoy um and the other books where children are kind of having to ask a lot of questions and you're having to explain a lot as the teacher and they don't really like that they like to be able to access the story for themselves um, but I also think they can really manage um deep um, emotions and deep complexity of character much better than we give them credit for um, so I think that's why I went the way I went with this book um, it doesn't really shy away Um, from some big big themes Hmm.
0: okay and so would you say that it's so it's no challenge at all just writing for a younger audience versus writing for an adult audience
1: um I haven't written for an adult audience so I yeah I don't know that I could answer that
0: okay so so you have yeah I, I mean like uh if you would have written perhaps an essay you've written essays and and it's oh, not necessarily a novel but you, you're yeah. reading, but I guess that's more ed, an edu- an academic type of approach to your writing yeah. style as opposed, as opposed to something that's for entertainment and
1: yeah you know, I knows. mean I guess as I was writing I was I I sort of held true to writing the kind of thing that I knew I would have loved as a child um, and that the children in my classes would have loved I guess one of the challenges is, you're sort of reading it with an adult eye but you're sort of monitoring yourself and checking is this too dark in places is this so you're kind of checking for that Um, I mean I have some children that do sort of test reading for me and that's really helpful They're they're brutally honest Um, (laughs) so that's that's really handy
0: yeah okay but I'm understanding what you're saying now about that I, you have to excuse me this is the first time an author has been on so i'm just curious about the you know the differences in in uh, uh, writing for a younger audience versus uh, an adult i'm sure there's some, but you haven't done that yet so perhaps maybe in the future you will who knows yeah. <laughs> it, it maybe but uh, it is just um, it's just a wonderful a story that uh I am so happy that you have it written and was this a long process for you in terms of drafting and that kind of thing
1: um yeah yeah it was a long um a long process i think i first had the idea and started mulling it over probably 20 years ago um and then i faffed around a lot in between that time mm-hmm. <laughs> you know work life got busy um and yeah it was only since i moved To new zealand um and i guess i feel like i got a really a really good a really healthy work-life balance and just had more time to do the things that i loved um and then i thought hey i'm I'm gonna give this a shot I'll, i'll start approaching publishers and see where this goes um so it was a really long process um longer than it needed to be i mean the editing and the drafting are probably spent about eight months um not full time I I work as well um but yeah it took a lot of reads um and it's hard I think to be honest I could have become stuck in that editing phase for the rest of my life you know every time you look at it you're like oh I can just tweak this and this and this so Mm. at some point you have to say right what's what's good enough like when do you send it to the publisher because I think you can get stuck there just continually editing and and trying to improve
0: yeah, and how did you determine that? Did you just, it was time or it was just something in particular? They said, okay, this is, I've had enough of this, it's time for to go. When did that time come for you?
1: I think I got to the stage where I was editing, but I wasn't doing any big plot changes uh, or scene changes anymore. I was kind of tinkering around the edges, maybe changing a word or some phrases here and there, but I wasn't really changing the story anymore and I kind of thought you know what this is it you're not you're happy with the story you're just tweaking and changing words or phrases here and there so it's probably time like it's time to send it off um so that that was the signal for me
0: well that's good I'm glad you sent it off and and you have it done and where can uh listeners find uh, the butterflies of metal manor
1: um so it's the probably the easiest place to get it is on Amazon.
0: Okay. Well yes, yeah, head
1: that's to amazing. Amazon.
0: Well, that's pretty easy, and I'll have links definitely in the show notes so that awesome. they can have they can find. So you can, yeah, we'll we'll deal with that later. But that is, uh, I'm telling you, this is uh, this has to
1: be a series. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you're working on the next thing. I because... am.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but plenty more butterfly magic to come.
0: Oh yes, uh, most definitely. And uh, there is—it's uh... so hard when you have something and you—you <laughs> you have to keep it under wraps, right? But yeah. Yes, I, I just love the dynamic with the the characters, you know, together with themselves, uh, the the relationships, yeah. and uh, it's just so many things uh, going on and uh, all at once and. Yeah, so it's, uh, you can get lost in this world. I, it's definitely a little trip, as I'd mentioned. So you would yeah. definitely want to do that. And so that is great. And uh, yeah, so where can folks find you, uh, Stephanie, oh, yeah. if they were interested um, so, in getting in contact with you?
1: Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. So um, I have a website, which is sparkswriting or sparkswriting.com. Um, And I'm also kind of on the social media as Sparks Writing. So, S-Parks, all one word, Sparks Writing. Okay,
0: That's great. And we will have that again in the show notes. So, I have a quick question before we close. And okay. that is, I have three names. Okay. And okay. I want you to choose one of them. Uh, and then I want you to tell me why. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know. Just three names. and Okay. okay. The first name is Shakespeare. hmm Edgar Allen? hmm Or Charles
1: Dickens. Ah, oh, easy. Charles Dickens. And why? Um Charles Dickens um, wrote one of my favorite books, actually, which was Great Expectations. That was a really easy pick for me. I did study um, Shakespeare and Edgar Allan at school, but that felt more laborious for me. <laughs> 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 beautiful, beautiful um, language. Obviously, um, yeah, really enjoyed it. But Charles Dickens, I loved Oliver Twist um, and I loved Great Expectations. Um, yeah, just just loved uh, the whole Dickensian um, story vibe is, yeah, is my happy place. So.
0: Yes, Charles Dickens for me as well. I could remember having my first uh, unabridged version of Oliver Twist. And oh. my mother got that for me for my 12th birthday. And I that was, uh, you know, well-loved. I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: The language is beautiful. Absolutely oh, beautiful. Definitely. And because I'd read other versions and they didn't compare at all to the unabridged version. So I'm happy that you too chose yeah. <laughs> Charles Dickens. Yeah, and, definitely. yeah, so this has been absolutely wonderful. And I, I can't wait to hear more about the series and learn more about Amy's adventures and have you back on to perhaps speak about that that'd be great
1: yeah it'd be lovely
0: yeah so is there anything you'd like to maybe a a greeting you want to send to into england or perhaps
1: say that again sorry
0: is there a greeting that you'd like to send to anyone in england or
1: oh yeah that would be awesome yeah so definitely have to say um a, send a greeting to my mum and to my family in England that have been hugely supportive thank you guys and then another special um hello would go to my best friend Jill who lives in the Netherlands and there is a character in the book that is um based on her
0: yes I remember that name yeah. I was just about to say something but I didn't <laughs> <laughs> it's so tempting and I won't yeah. a pleasure Stephanie All the very best in all that you do.
1: Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's been lovely to chat to you.
0: All right. You were listening to Journaling with PT and a conversation with children's book author, Stephanie Parks. It was wonderful learning more about Her fantasy book, The Butterflies of Meadow Hill Manor. Follow Stephanie. Read the book. You can find it on Amazon. The information will be in the show notes. Follow the podcast. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned.